This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Kia ora, I'm Hugh and you're listening to my quasi-weekly podcast, Hugh's Featured Tracks. This is a look back at the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on the Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata o Manawatu. Without further ado, let's hear the first of those tracks. Over Labour Weekend, I had the very great pleasure to once again go and be head of sound for the Wellington Folk Festival. Um, that's a thing that I've been doing for a few years now, uh, with the exception of um, 2021 on account of uh, you know there being a global pandemic and it being impossible to put on any event of scale. Uh, at the festival, as always, I saw a lot of really impressive music. Um, and uh, fortunately, I was able to chat with some of the artists and get some copies of some albums that I can share with you guys. Um, so this is more new New Zealand music, but this is from a slightly different angle and a, and a different place than the stuff that comes from the new tracks compilations. The first track that I want to play for you comes from a group called You, Me, Everybody. So the story here is a little bit uh, complex, complex, convoluted. Um, basically, there was this group called Roadworks that used to come to folk festivals in New Zealand. And it was essentially uh, a trio of brothers who were just revoltingly talented bluegrass musicians. Uh, they played between guitar, bass, uh, sorry, guitar, mandolin and uh, fiddle. And I think one of them played some banjo some of the time as well with their mum as the bass player kind of there to keep an eye on the proceedings, I think. And what's happened is that two of those brothers, uh, Sam and Lawrence Frangos Rhodes, are the core of this new band. They're now uh, – Sam is – primarily mandolin, um, occasionally plays fiddle. Lawrence pretty much solidly plays guitar on uh, on the record and in the sets that I saw. And they've now been joined by a guy called Nat Talkington, who uh, is a banjo player, played with a band called The Pippi Pickers, um, and uh, a woman called Kim Bonington, who is sort of uh, a country vocalist primarily. Um, and together with uh, a guy called James Galuk, who is uh, a bass player with a jazz background, they do something that they call progressive bluegrass. Now, James Galuk wasn't uh, on the tour when they came to the Wellington Folk Festival, so I didn't get a chance to see him play with them. But the guy they had filling in was very impressive, given that it was apparently his uh, second time getting on stage with them uh, at that point. What they mean by progressive bluegrass is that, I mean, bluegrass is already like the 
aggressively technical cousin of uh, of country music in a lot of ways. Um, it requires a great deal of uh, focus and precision because it, it's a lot faster than country music, and the there tends to be a lot more inter- intricacy in the in the parts that various uh, players get. Progressive bluegrass gets that concept, and then you know mutates the tunes out of shape by introducing like jazz scales or uh, unusual chord progressions or um, trading the way that changing the way that that solos are allocated so in, in bluegrass bands traditionally solos would kind of come around like they do with uh, with a jazz band so you know every, everyone takes their turn to do their their little bit on the tune and then you go back to the back to the head you would say in, in jazz you me everybody, do that, but they do that much, much, much faster. So you'll have someone start the beginning of a of a lick, and then somebody else finish it. So they're they're kind of throwing it back and forth like a ball, kind of daring each other to drop it, and it's incredibly impressive. Um, since I saw them in uh, Roadworks, Lawrence and Sam um, have just. Uh, taken their their musical skill to uh, another level, to a point which is frankly slightly depressing. If you're a, a fellow musician, you know you you look at them and go, "Crikey, Dick, what hope is there for the rest of us?" But you know that aside, you can get caught up in the in the sheer uh, joy and enthusiasm that they have for what they're doing, and. I I have a complicated relationship for with virtuosity because I I do feel sometimes like someone being just so intensely good at a particular thing can kind of mask the question of whether or not that thing is worth being good at. You know, virtuosity can sometimes cover for a lack of musicality, but I don't think that that is the case here. I think that every uh astoundingly impressive thing that they do is also very tasteful um, and in some ways that's even more frustrating. Anyway, uh, Yumi everybody are doing a lot of stuff at the moment. They actually came to Pami, they came to the Globe back in February I think. They also uh, have an album that they're touring around. The album is called Southern Sky and uh, the track I'm going to play you is actually the title track from that. They also have a pretty uh, extensive tour collection lined up, I believe. Uh, You can find out about everything they're up to if you go to their website, yme.nz. You can see their very attractive logo with a moor carrying all of their instruments. It's very pretty. Um, You can also see a video of them performing on the 13th floor uh, for Marty Duda. uh, And look, Check out the website. They have uh, a, a huge number of um, people saying nice things about their music and all of them are correct. Um, right now, here's a taste of what I'm talking about from the album Southern Sky. This is You, Me, Everybody with the title track Southern Sky. <laughs> Seems so far away. 
sharpened ridge lines cutting through the day. The wind blows cold, a bitter song of old, whispered through the night like many times before. There's a light that burns in your eyes, and it's burning me up on the inside, like the stars that shine so bright. Shadows grown longer as the years they go by. Wonder if I'll ever wonder why. The road will never take you where you wanna be. That's on you to stay true. Giving more than what is free. There's a light that burns in your eyes, and it's burning me up on the inside, like the stars that shine so bright. Wish that I could cry. Under the southern sky. There's a light that burns in your eyes, and it's burning me up on the inside, like the stars that shine so bright. When the doubt gets into my mind, and it burns me up on the inside, like the stars that shine so bright. Wish that I could set of features of cool stuff I discovered at Wellyfest. Waitai are a really fascinating case in the world of folk music because, uh, let's face it, folk music is pretty white and when it is not white it does not tend to be indigenous to New Zealand. There's a lot of kind of featuring of uh, of people who have ethnic traditions from other parts of the world. But 
I don't think that people could fairly claim that there was a huge amount of uh, of showcasing of Māori voices. So Waitai, now this is slightly difficult because they're a, a sort of collective that included a huge number of people um, doing various different things at various different points of time. So the version of the band that I saw might well not be the same as the version of the band that you see if you get a chance to see them, which you should if they are coming your way. Um, but White I take uh, elements of folk and world music and particularly sort of the Celtic slash Americana roots of of what most people think when they say folk. There's you know there's a mental image, a mental sound that you have when that term is brought up, and often it's to do with either Celtic music or the American music, which fundamentally derives from Celtic music, um, and the intersections of both of those things with uh, with black music, which is you know itself the consequence of uh, of the African di- diaspora created by slavery intersecting with uh, other musical forms and, and the available instrumentation. Anyway, Waitai is a blend of that general vibe with a much, much stronger focus on uh, Te Ao Māori, which includes Te Reo Māori and also includes a particular focus on um, – the world, uh, specifically, you know, the area where we live and the stories attached to those um, places. So what I'm going to play you is uh, they've got a couple of EPs, which they very graciously uh, gave me digital copies of. So stay tuned to Two People's Radio and you will hear more Waitai. Um, but uh, the track I'm going to play you kind of showcases that way of telling stories about the the local area and the stories specifically attached to that. Um, Robin, uh, Robin Kamira uh, explained the story in the concert where I saw the song um, because the story relates specifically to the land where her people are from. And it, it's an account of uh, in the early days of uh, the gold rushes, lots of uh, Chinese people came to New Zealand to labour in the gold mines, specifically Chinese men usually. Um, and when they died, it was very important for their bodies to be returned to China. So there was a specific like shipping industry in in moving these bodies back to China so that they could be dealt with appropriately um, according to to their customs. And uh, there was a case where one of these ships sank and all of these Chinese bodies washed ashore and were dealt with by the local iwi who looked after them and treated them with respect and buried them in their own burial grounds. Um, And it's kind of a beautiful story of, of... you know, people doing right by each other. Um, but also I think it's really emblematic of of kind of some of the best bits of the the very cool stuff that this band can do. Uh, also worth mentioning, 
everybody who was on stage at the Wellington Folk Festival was just an astounding musician. And if you go to uh, Waitai Music, uh, so that's waitaimusic.nz, and check out their About page, there's a list of people who have played with them. There are some pretty uh, formidable names there, and all of the ones that I rec- uh, that I recognize are a kind of similarly astoundingly talented and competent musicians. So just uh, reiterating, if you get a chance to see these guys, you should. You will not be uh, disappointed. It will be very cool indeed. Right now, though, here are Waitai with the song 499. Okay. 
one of the nice things about going to an annual event, be that you know a regular conference or in this case a festival like the Wellington Folk Festival, is you get to catch up with people you haven't seen in a while. And it was lovely, uh, in my case, to meet up with Nigel Parry. He's always a lovely bloke, uh, a regular contributor on the crew side to the Wellington Folk Festival. But this time around, he was a featured artist. Um, Nigel is a singer and songwriter of some note and has a brand new album called, and this is a slightly unwieldy title, Tales of Common Folk, Salt and Sweet Kisses, which he showcased, I believe, in its entirety at the festival. Um, One of the things about this album is that Nigel's reached out to a really broad um a really broad collection of New Zealand musicians or New Zealand-based musicians. They're not all uh, originally New Zealanders. Nigel is uh, English, so we won't hold that against him. Um, to contribute on this album. And so there's a really wide uh, sonic palette from place to place, depending on which song you're listening to, um, because he's picked on different people to bring in um, to to contribute their various talents. And that means that there's some absolutely top-notch playing and there's also things like harps um, that you don't always hear even on folk albums. And that is uh, a lovely touch. Nigel being Nigel, there's quite a lot of, uh, I suppose you would call it like additional material in terms of uh, explaining what's going on with each song, which you can find if you're curious at nigelparrymusic.com. That's his uh, personal website. Um, the, The track that I've picked, because Nigel very kindly sent me a, a promo copy of the CD, is the uh, the final track. It's called No More. Um, he describes it as being about resisting the pull of the old world. The reason that I picked on it is that one of the things I was impressed by when I, I actually had a, a preliminary listen to uh, the album, he sent me an advance copy um, for, for feedback. Um, one of the things I was impressed by was how collaborative he was on his approach. You know, it's his project, but it's not necessarily him consistently going look at me. He shares um, the lead vocal spotlight uh, a fair bit, as well as bringing in all of these different musicians to contribute. And this song is very much constructed as a duet um, with the wonderful Helen Dorothy. So here you go. This is Nigel Parry from the album Tales of Common Folk, Salt and Sweet Kisses. If you'd like your own copy of it, I recommend going through his website. That is nigelparrymusic.com and you will be able there to follow links to Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify, you know, all of the various places that one could acquire music in this day and age. Right now, here's the song No More. to your green and pleasant land 
This is your birthplace And I'll greet you with an open hand No more You and me You smother me And under the ground we'll rattle home to your suburbia side No more you and me to be shunted around like stock at the market That's not for me That lead to another age Taste the seasons Winter crisp A summer's haze Say blood laughter moments to take you to our distant grave. No more you and me to only see them in my darker valleys. It's no good for me.
A final Welly First note before we return to uh, normal programming in terms of featured music, at least. The last Welly Fest that happened was in 2020. Uh, the pandemic put paid to Welly Fest 2021. Um, in many ways, the festival that happened this year was the festival that was intended to happen last year. Um, lots of the guests uh, had been invited to the previous festival and then been unable to come because, uh, as I say, the, the festival didn't happen. Um, consequently, uh, because it happens around the same time every year, uh, Facebook very kindly reminded me about my um, comments uh, about that festival, so the, the 2020 uh, Wellington Folk Festival that I'd made about you know my my picks for favorite acts and all that sort of stuff, and I realised there was a band that I never got to feature then because at that point they didn't have any music recorded that I could find anywhere at least on the internet, and I hadn't thought to bother them for any. So uh, Mehana are a band. Uh, based in Wellington, influenced by tunes from the communities of the former Yugoslavia and cool Roma music styles. You can find their music at Mehana, that's M-E-H-A-N-A dot bandcamp dot com. Um, and they now have a single which you can listen to. So the thing about Mahana that really caught my ear at the Wellington Folk Festival is not just that I'm kind of a sucker for um, music in this style. I, I like the the Balkan and Eastern European styles because the emphasis on things like odd time signatures kind of turns my brain inside out, and that's quite a, a pleasurable feeling. Um but also because these guys were just insanely, insanely tight. Um, you can actually find videos on YouTube of their performance uh, at Welly Fest uh, 2020, which I'm not just pitching because that's me on the sound desk while you're uh, watching that. But uh, the thing that you'll note is that they'll they'll perform these little tiny snippets of melody and then just stop on a dime pause for a, you know a, a perfect beat and then come back into it and that uh, kind of cleverness um, on top of the the musicality and the as I say the music which is kind of catnip for me you know the I like those scales I like those odd time signatures all of that stuff I find very uh, appealing partly because I can't really do it myself uh, I can't really get my head around it uh, all of that was on full display and they now have a uh, well they have the same single twice um, but you know mastered nicely or unmastered it actually came out in November of 2021 so I could have found it after Welly Fest if I'd gone looking but you know by then the moment had kind of passed right now though I am going to bring it to you uh, if you want to get it yourself you can find it as I say at their band camp which is mahana.bandcamp.com. Uh, the track is called Gypsy Brawl. One, two, three, four. Ciganska, 
Francis Pira is an Cigareta prste traži sestra plamena. Gorka reka grlom teče, put je predano. Kupružam nevidljivu cvili molitvu Dodirom se već tu skrivam, sreću prisivam Neka prođe ovaj život, pa na drugi imam ja Da me više ne zakači, peda ciganska Close out the week with some proper local Palmerston North local music, eh? Uh, this track comes from the inimitable Bing Turkby, uh, a pillar of the Palmerston North music scene, um, both as, you know, Bing Turkby, the solo act, Bing, Tur- uh, Bing Turkby as part of the Bing Turkby ensemble, which is sometimes a band, and Banjo Bing Turkby uh, at the head of Heavy Blani, the uh, premier 
heavy Irish folk band in uh, Palmerston North. The thing about Bing is that he's just been sort of relentless at making stuff for a really long time now. So there's a truly phenomenal quantity of Bing Turkby's music. Um, He's also written several books. The thing up until now, the thing that I, I detect as a possible change in the Bing Turkby ethos is that there's never been any kind of uh, regressive rejection of politics, like keep your politics out of my music. There's never been anything like that. But there's also never really been a strong kind of political standpoint in in Big Bing Turkby's music. It's never been something that's front and center, and it's often been a little bit difficult to tell. Uh, to what degree the thing that you are getting from Bing is a joke. Because some of it is definitely a joke. Uh, and some of it is not necessarily a joke, but it's uh, it's a self-consciously kind of silly idea that it's being taken to its logical conclusion. Um, Bing Turkby is uh, is kind of a character um, who has all of this kind of deliberately absurd lore about um his management and his record label and some of the some of the workforce tied up with that record label are actually um uh, some of that labor has been outsourced to space aliens like it's all it's all like very over the top what i detect recently in in bing's output is that there's a bit of a turn to sincerity and um i think that's really cool, actually. Um, he did, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there was like a little um, instrumental mini EP, which was about the kind of conceptually about the way in which playing music supports your mental health. And that was really cool. Um, he has done uh, some work in Te Māori. That's a thing that he has embraced. And most recently, he has released this song, um, which is called Oxymoron, and is pretty much as straightforwardly political as I have ever heard Bing get. Um, he describes it as a degrowth anthem. Uh, it's it's a pretty solid attack on the uh, concept of perpetual growth, which underlies uh, modern capitalism. And I think that's neat as well. Um, I think it's cool that that Bing is kind of feeling confident enough in his material that he can kind of wear his hat on his sleeve a, a bit more. That's uh, really neat. And I think production-wise, this is – well, it's – I mean it's a, it's a step in a slightly different direction. The thing about Bing Turkby's music is it's always heavy rock, but it's, it's often uh, of a very – specific to Bing Turkby character, um, which has a certain kind of uh, strident bombast to it. This is uh, a bit more of a, I don't know, it's, it's a shading into a style that feels to me a bit, a bit closer to uh, a kind of uh, 90s operatic alt-rock kind of thing. Um, and again, 
it's neat. It's neat. It's neat to hear Bing do more things because everything he does, he does very well. It's neat to hear him be more kind of straightforward in terms of the point he's trying to get at because I think it's a good point to make and he makes it well. Here is Bing Turkby. You can get this song from his Bandcamp page, which I believe is just bingturkby.bandcamp.com. Um, but, you know, just search for Bing Turkby and you will find all of his various exploits. Here is Oxymoron.
You've been listening to Hughes Featured Tracks, a quasi-weekly podcast put together from the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on Manawatū People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata or Manawatū. If you'd like to listen to the backlog of episodes for this podcast, you can find them along with all of our other locally made shows at our website, www.npr.nz. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.